Welcome to Cricket Only Bet, episode 229. I'm Ed Hawkins, betting.betfair, cricket correspondent. This is your ultimate betting guide to test match cricket with a smidge of T20 franchise leagues. Two whoppers with India versus England and Australia taking on West Indies this week. Paul Krishnamurti of betting.betfair, have you brought your long game? I hope so. Certainly hope so. Uh, good stuff. Joined as ever by Richard Mann of SportingLife.com. Keen to hear whether our resident patriot gives England a sniff. Hello, Richard. Evening, Ed. Good. What's on the show in a second? Uh, Paul Krishnamurti, first, please remind us of your 10 to 1 winner last week. Yeah, that was uh, Will Jack's man of the match for Pretoria against Durban. Um, fortunately picked out the one decent Pretoria Capitals performance to do it but that was a nice winner uh, Richard Mann I'm just wondering whether I can spot beads of perspiration on your brow uh, because of the heat in the Big Bash they've made the final uh, headline tip from you from the Big Bash League preview all those weeks ago the big question is did you lay off yeah, so if you're listening to this after the final, um, plan is to place an order to lay at 1.8, 4 to 5, and then 1.67, which is around 4 to 6. I think the six sixes are de- uh, worthy favourites, um, but they tend to make hard work of it. They rarely win easy. So I think heat will trade shorter. So try and get your money out on a little bit more is, is my advice if, you, if you're listening to this before the final. There we go. We'll be back uh, next week to uh, revel in uh, Brisbane's Amazing victory. Look, uh, on this episode, then we'll move on. Let's talk uh, test matches. Uh, India versus England. All the stats, teams, trends, pitch reports, players to follow, ones to swerve, and the best bets for that one. And exactly the same for Australia versus India. Both those games start Thursday. We've got best bets at the end of the show, so you don't want to miss those. Obviously, Paul's put up a 10-1 to winner in last week's show. Uh, so stay to the end. That's where you get your value. Uh, first, though, Paul and Rich, could we just check in on the franchise leagues taking place at the moment? SAT20 and ILT20. I know you've got a uh, a couple of views on those. I think Paul on the runs uh, in South Africa. Do you want to kick off and then we might have something from uh, Richard? Yeah, we've got uh, both of tools, actually. So just examples, once again, of the markets here just not being clued up to the stats, being completely out of line. So we already identified a big chase of bias in Dubai. Well, that is now all three of them, all three games of chase have won, all of them quite comfortably. That's now 13 out of the last 19 in this competition that Dubai has got the chaser. Um, and today, for example, um, Sharjah won the toss, fielded, and they were the outside. It's still, they were 2.1 after the toss. So crazy stuff. Secondly, uh, Sharjah, where... Extremes are always the way. If you get a good pitch, you want overs. If you want a, a slow pitch, you definitely want unders. Now, in the first game, there were multiple reports that it was a good pitch. They did the toss, and they both said this is a great pitch for batting. And yet the par line went off 165, so it was a slow pitch. We ended up getting 198. Um, so really important with these grounds, particularly Charger, to listen to the pitch report. Now, in South Africa, um, I put up two 60s bets last week, both of them one easy. Um, firstly, Centurion, where um, the run line there, 200 plus, has now won nine times out of 13 in the first inning. So it should be going off four to nine. It went off six to four. 
And it came in 204, but to be honest, it was never in danger. It looked more like 225, 230 until a terrible finish. Um, I expect he's still going to start off at 190, 195 uh, in the next game there. Contrast that with Paul the other way, you've now had eight out of the last nine games there have had nine or fewer sixes. And the run of 69 is going off 12.5 under eight, so it's not even getting close. And then finally, uh, Durban, we know it at the start, very high scoring ground, but the last two, you've seen loads of turn, very cracked pitch. Um, Simon Harmer got four for 18 there Saturday, so I expect that's going to continue to deteriorate. Perhaps we'll get some very low scores. Okay, thanks, Paul. Rich, what do you got? Yeah, a quick one on the ILT 25 games in. Um, get out to Dubai. We think that we're going to get a lot of spinners winning the top bowler markets, but not the case at all. So uh, five games so far, 10 innings. We've only had two spinners winning. Um, Thichano has won once and Raza, Sikander Raza has won once. That was actually a tie, but on lower economy with the new Betfair rules. He was a winner. The eight other innings all gone to Seamers. And we're not talking about people who you wouldn't expect either. This is this is Overton's, it's Tamal Mills, it's Chris Jordan, it's Sam's Faruqi, people like that. Um, so I think you want a, a front line quick for in the top bowler markets. And to be honest, looking at the way the teams are shaping up, you could probably back two, three-quarter stake on your main bet, save her on the second man. Don't think you'll go too far wrong with that strategy. Seamers all the way. Terrific stuff, Bear, all in mind for those. Franchise leagues, which continue. Um, all those matches, of course, covered on betting.betfair. Don't forget to pay us a visit. Uh, we'll get those test matches on now and find you uh, the value England versus India in Hyderabad, of course, starts Thursday, 0400, live on TNT Sports. Betfair exchange prices 1.5. India, England 4.4, 8.4. The draw. Uh, no Kohli, of course, for India, who is. Uh, he's withdrawn because of personal reasons, so we think that India may line up like this. Rohit, Jaiswal, Gill, Rahul, Shreyas, Jurel, Jadeja, Aksar, Ashwin, Bumrah and Siraj. We think they might play three spinners or they might pick an extra uh, seamer in Mukesh. Uh, Crawley, Duckett, Pope, Root, Stokes, Bairstow, Folks, Rahan Ahmed, Robinson, Wood and Leach. That's my predicted 11. No, Harry Brook, of course, be interesting to hear whether um, James Anderson comes in for Robinson or it's Gus Atkinson instead of Wood. They'll probably rotate those. Um, come back to the pitch report. We've got a question for Paul on that. We'll combine that with some stats. Familiar question, though, to you, Richard. Is this Baz Ball's greatest test? Is this the only approach England can use in India? I think India away in a test series is the greatest test for any visiting test team. It is the ultimate challenge, the final frontier, if you like. Um, but I think for the way this England, and this is going to be their only approach. You found that out in the Ashes, didn't we, last summer? They didn't divert from that when they went 2-0 down. This is the way they're going to play. But but the success has, has, has basically come on flat pitches. They've demanded flat pitches at home. They've made hair when they went to Pakistan last winter. I mean, those were the flattest pitches I've ever seen play, test cricket played on. And they made hair and scored quickly. They won't get that here in India. I think Rohit's comments after the Newlands test in South Africa, when it was a minefield, he said, we don't mind this. 
up and down, bounce, sideways movement, favours the bowlers. We're prepared to, to to make it work, but don't complain when teams come to India and get turning pitches from day one. It's the same thing. It was a fair point, but I think it was a, a little sight of what's to come for England in India. So I think these pitches will spin from the start. And for England to take that approach on pitches assisting high-class spin, it's going to be really tough work for them. Uh, Paul, remind how we bet basketball uh, in test matches, uh, particularly looking at trades uh, on bed for exchange match odds and how we might adjust that for conditions. I mean, we're thinking uh, England with a partnership uh, and then looking for the collapse as they continue to play the same way, expecting batsmen just can't come in on these pitches and, and go hell for leather. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, I mean, look, that's a good strategy in any situation, but it's perfect with basketball. I mean, generally, the way you play, you trade England matches now, is about the extremes at all points. Like, on the run lines, the par line means nothing. It's just immediate. You know, if it's 350. If it's a good pitch, they could get 600 very easily. And if it's a if it's a raging turn, like we expect, it could be 120 all out very easily. Um, and... I think, as you say, that's exactly the way to do it when a partnership is going. I mean, that's a good way to play in India always because it's really hard to come in. You know, it's really hard to come in and settle. So if you've got a situation where, let's say, they're 255, um, par would probably be 375. At that point, you you go you, you go under 325 and under 300 at really big odds, probably like 4 to 1 and 10 to 1, something like that. Um, and likewise, I would say, you know, look, we know you take the draw out of the equation and look, 8.4 is a bit of a moot point here. But England are proving really reliable for the in-play system where you back both results at double the odds at some point in running. So in this case, you put an order into about India at evens and England at 7-1. to one. Now, OK, India might win this really easily. But if they do, worst ways, you've had a 7-1 to one loser. But that bet has been winning virtually every single test they've been playing. There's your strategy from uh, Paul Krishnamurti for uh, India versus England. I suggest you could probably use that in all five tests. I was going to mention uh, pitch stats for you. There have only been five tests at Hyderabad, uh, and the most recent was 2018, probably pushing it to say that's relevant, particularly because... Uh, pace bowlers were to the fore. Amesh Yadav was man of the match in that game. I don't think we're going to see uh, a pitch which suits pace bowlers. It's going to be in a raging turner, um, that's for sure. Um, Richard, five test series, correct score prices from Betfair Sports, but 5 0 India, 4 to 1. Um, 4 to 1 scoreline is the same price. 3 2 is 8 to 1 Betfair Sports, but England are 6 to 1 to win the series. Easy question for you. What happens? How many games do in, in England win? Do they win any? Yeah, I'd probably lean towards 4-1 there, actually. I think India will dominate, but two things, really. If we And I presume we're all assuming this, this will be a relatively low-scoring series. If, if that is the case, England, with their approach, regardless of conditions, you think they'll have a day out somewhere. Stokes will fire somewhere. Bairstow might go mad for a session. And if that happens in the low-scoring series, it might be enough to win them a match um, for all I think in, in, India will dominate. The other factor to consider, 
if they do produce turning pitches, and this is what they did when Australia came a year ago, it became a little bit of a leveller for the spin bowlers. All right, Australia had Nathan Lyon, but it brought Matt Kuhneman in. He had a really good series, debut series. He'll never play for Australia again. Todd Murphy looked like a world beater. Um, when really Jadeja and Ashman didn't need that much assistance in the surface in it, and it brought Australia spinners into the game. If India go down the same route, I know we haven't got Nathan Lyon, but it might help Leach, your Hartleys and your Rehan to, to have a day somewhere where they where they do pick up wickets because they're getting that much help. I think England could could nick a test somewhere, but I do ultimately think they'll be well beaten. Uh, Paul, question for you, sort of more psychological uh, punting strategy. You can get into a bit of a state as a as a punter um where you want to kind of go against the against the tide and you want something you're expecting something to happen or you think oh it can't that can't happen again last time england were in india okay they won the first game but what was happening was the absolute raging turners england were being raised uh, against spin can it be difficult uh when you get to cricket betting to expect the same thing get into that mindset of a rinse and repeat or do you or, or do you make an exception for this type of series? I mean, I think that the the, the pre match odds are going to reflect that. You know, India are a very short price here, um, and I think Rich just made a really good point there about the spinners in that Australia series because you might remember in that series we didn't give Australia a prayer of doing anything. We thought it was an absolute catastrophe. They ended up finishing the series pretty well you know, because those spinners came into it. So there is a bit of that. And, you know, as we've seen with basketball, expect the unexpected. You know what I mean? As much as there are flat pitches, I don't think any of us saw that happening in Pakistan last year. Um, I think that in terms of not expecting those things to happen again, go back to those trading strategies again, it's very easy to see a situation here where we go in expecting India to do nothing, England to do nothing, but then... Let's say they put on a hundred partnership for the third wicket, and suddenly it all looks very, very easy. And that's the time to revert to the form book and say, "Look, in the end, this is turning. This is going to turn sideways, and they're going to collapse." And do come back into this. Richard, what happens in Hyderabad? I think India. Win a, what this game's going to be like? I think I think India are going to win a low-scoring Test match. The other thing to consider: England haven't played red ball or test cricket for, for a while now. They've had no tour warm-up match, which I think is a mistake. Uh, India probably a bit more battle-hardened. They had a series in South Africa, albeit in different conditions. England could start slowly in Hyderabad, given that, particularly in the IPL, we've seen it turn square, could be about the worst place for them to start. Paul, do you disagree with that? Anything there? No, and I think he's, he's all called a 4-1 as a good bet because I think England probably have got a game in there. The one thing I'd say here is, I mean, you mentioned uh, Umesh Yadav was a man of match, I think mentioned it in the last game at Hyderabad a few years ago. We could just be getting this first pitch wrong. And in which case, who knows? You know, they won the last first test the last time they were out there. Could end up being an opportunity for Mark Wood. But I think largely we've got to assume all five pitches are going to be raging turners. All five are going to be results. And 2 1 is probably a very solid bet in India, to be perfectly honest with you. I certainly would much rather be back in that than uh, 7 2 England. And for the series, I can't see beyond 5 0 or 4 1. And combine those two as a 6 4 chance, looks pretty good. 
Uh, good stuff. Six to four chance on correct score there for you. Players to follow time. We're going to get to Australia, West Indies. Uh, we're talking sports book markets for these. Brooke, who's a big miss for England. We had him lined up here. He had four wins from 12. We were looking to back him for first innings, top bat. We can't do that. Route three wins at 21 uh, on the first innings. Brilliant in India last time. We've got a question for Richard coming up on him. He's 13 to 8 with sports for the top series bat. Besto is a giving you a decent edge. Three wins from 15. He's 8 to 1 sports book. Top first innings run scorer. Duckett, two wins from 11, 9 to 2. Pope, three wins from 15, 9 to 2. Question for him on Richard. A uh, question for Richard on him, rather. Shreyas, um, who Paul is a big fan of, I know, two wins from seven at home last three years. No Coley, of course, so stats a little bit out on that. Uh, Richard, there is this question about Root and Pope. Root has the technique, uh, but not the win rate. Um, Pope, vice, vice versa. Uh, what do we do? Yeah, I, th- I think Rue, in these conditions, just given what he's up against, I think he probably will pay at the current odds um, because I think he's he's got a weak opposition. Crawley and Pope, neither of them averaged 20 on this tour in 2021. All right, there might be better players now, but as we've just said, they've been feasting on flat pitches. Completely different. No book to worry about. Stokes recovering from knee surgery. I don't think Joe Rue's got a lot to beat, to be honest. Um, so I'd be tempted to go with him at the prices. Uh, I've had a big reservations about Ollie Pope. I, I just haven't seen enough to suggest that he's improved against spin. It was Ashwin who really started the downward spiral for Pope. He worked his way back into the side, um, but he's back here again. He struggled against Nathan Lyon as well. So big concerns for me about him and Crawley. Shreyasai at six to one, uh, Paul. I should mention actually Root 11 to four with Sportsbook first dig run scorer. But Shreyas are sixes for the top India bat. Rahul sevens. Anyone you fancy, Paul? Oh, yeah, massively. You know me well, uh, Shreyas are. No way is he a six to one chance. Um, eight home tests, four 80 plus scores in the first innings. So that's rock solid, especially without Coley as well, six to one. You know, that six to one surely was a price that included Coley. Um, also, at uh, the brilliant Yashas yeah, V. Jaywell. 171 and 57 against West Indies. It's his home debut. You can back both of them for a ton. Six to one, Jaywell, nine to one, Ayer. I think they're great prices. Um, and 14 to one, 16 to one, man of the match. So I'm going with those two. And just to add as well, I mean, I think 11 to four Rook's very, very solid. And you never know. I mean, I've, I've noticed on the exchange, that top back market, the favour is going off quite a bit in hearts, Joe. Might even get seven to two or something. Yeah, do check Betfair Sportsbook if they might give a booster for somebody like Root. I'm pretty sure if they're going to boost anyone. And the England team, it will be uh, Root. I think they've got a boost on his price to score first things 50. So check that. Um, we're talking about spin. We're talking about spin bowlers dominating. But does that bear fruit in terms of the stats? We've done the work for you. Ashwin, three one wins from 12 in first innings at home. 21 to 10. Axar, uh, three wins in 10. He's 4 to 1 with Betfair Sportsbook. Jajaja, three wins in 7. He's 5 to 2 with Betfair Sportsbook. Uh, nine of the last 12 first innings in India, uh, when India have been bowling, have been won by a spinner that market, your top first innings bowler. And also, five of your last 12 man of the match awards in India. 
have gone to a spinner, two of them to Jadeja. Nathan Lyon was in there as well with a with a man of match. Um, Ashwin and Jadeja. Sevens Betfair Sportsbook, Axar, 11 to 1. Uh, Leach is 12 to 1. Um, we didn't discuss whether Rehan Ahmed was going to be the man to play um, for England as their second spinner, but um, we should probably give him an honourable mention in, in this regard. Could he, could he come in and win a man of the match award? He's 14 to 1. Hartley could get the gig ahead of um, him, but he's 33s. We just back those three instead of an England win throughout the uh, series, potentially, when we're getting better odds. Um, Paul, is that a strategy? Um, I don't know. There's a lot of, I think it is kind of reflected in the price. Um, and it's never that easy to predict which one of the spins will do it. I think I wouldn't want to back the England spinners either in the first innings. I just can't get my head around doing that. Um, in this particular match, in the hope that it might just be pace friendly as it was in that last game here, I'd be more inclined to take Mark Wood fresh at the start of the series. Hope he does something. And note as well, a lot of the India stats, they haven't had Bumrah for the last year or so. And Bumrah's back in now, so maybe that skews it a little bit. Uh, any other business for you, Rich? I think we've missed... No, I just wanted to mention a little bit about spin. So usually my next method of dismissal is always LBW and Ashwin and Jadeja in tandem. I'd still keep an eye on that. But as we saw in the Ashes, and we flagged it up, didn't we? These English ladders love to get at the spinners charge out of the crease, um, but it'll be tough to do it here. And if Stumping's going off 25 to 1+, plus, I'd definitely keep that in mind. Um, the other thing though about LBW, next method of dismissal, when Bum was back and he's operating and he gets that ball reversing with that slingy action and brilliant Yorker, he is a nightmare and he wraps them pads all day long. So that would be the way I'd play LBW, Bum reversing it, keep an eye on stumping when those spinners are in tandem and England are giving them the charge. What, what that is a great get? shout. I think that's shout of the uh, show so far. Uh, Rich, so start. did we talk about that in the Ashes? I think we did. Yeah, we highlighted some England players. Sixty-six to one at Lords. Uh, Carey Stump Crawley was sixty-six to one at Lords. Next method of dismissal when like obviously you didn't have the other end like Hazelwood. Our, our start was bowling the other end, so you only had an end to play with. Whereas here you'll probably have two ends to play with. But even if it's twenty fives, uh, and I'd pick your players. I think Crawley will just keep running. Pope on the last series he was like a, a cat on a hot tin roof. So so they'd probably be two two I'd be keeping an eye on. Paul, anything else for you? We missed anything? Um, just one player I'm really interested to see. You've got him in the lineup. I didn't know if he'd play or not. Drew Durell who I thought was just you know, outstanding in the IPL last year. Different format now, but they're saying that he's really come on as a red ball batsman. Scores really quickly. Um, I know he's 12 to 1 top bat, which I assume he's coming in at 6, but I'd just be interested. I might be interested in buying his runs when he comes out, because I think he'll score very quickly. It could be very impressive. Okie dokie then. That's India versus England. Your first test done. A nice big tick for that one. Please hold on for those bets. But make it into the best bets. Do not miss the value on that. We've got one more game to decipher. Uh, we're going to the Gabba now, Australia versus West Indies. This is also on Thursday. It's also a 0-400 start. It's also on TNT. Um, Australia, 1.16. Betfair exchange, draw 7.640. 
West Indies. Australia expected to be unchanged. Kawaja Smith, Lavishane, Greenhead, Marsh, Kerry come in start line. Hazel with those three pace bowlers are playing a fifth test in a row together, which is really unusual. West Indies, Brathwaite, Chanderpaul, Mackenzie, Athanase, Hodge, Greaves, De Silva, Joseph, Moti, Roach, and Shamar Joseph, your two Josephs, Alzari and uh, Shamar Gabba. Only two visiting sides, more than 350 in all innings in 10 years. That's nine tests. West Indies, seven of their last 19 first innings against the big six have been 275 or more. So they're really struggling to breach that. Uh, Paul, I'll come to you. Uh, West Indies in the game in the first innings. In that first test in Adelaide, that forty to what that forty point zero looks big for a trade, doesn't it? Not much has to go your way to get some sugar back. If I suppose from the point of view that if you just want a cheap trade and you back something at forty, double the odds at twenty, that's an even money bet that could win. But I'm really not about them. I think they're going to get slaughtered here. Um, <laughs> I guess if they bowl first, it's probably a better bet because if Australia win the toss and bat, Windies will probably drift anyway. And Australia haven't been performing that great with a bat, and that's what happened in the last game under 300. So it's possible in that situation that they come in. Of course, the draw's not really in play, so I guess once again, it probably is a bet. Probably is a bet for that reason because you're going to get a two-all trade at some point, but it's fair value. Rich, what happens? Yeah, I think comprehensive Australia win. I'm not sold on this Reed League batting lineup, by the way. Cameron Green at number four. But I just think if the Gabba is a good batting pitch, which it certainly looked at in the big bash, I just don't see, I'll get onto it in my nugget in a minute, but I just don't see West Indies making big enough runs to be competitive. Like, you know, like 200, it just isn't going to win you a test match at the Gabba. Um, so, so no for me. Maybe a nugget. This might be a nugget. Uh, Rich, um, just going off script a bit. Yeah, Steve um, Smith. We've spoken about it in the past, haven't we? we? We, I think we agree that he's he's on the decline. So it's bizarre that he moves up to open. Uh, one of the most vaunted players in the world is being shunted round the order suggests that Australia think he's probably on the wane as well. But I thought in this series that um, ability of his to fall over. To the leg side, he was missing those straight balls and getting caught in front. It, it would need a better bowling attack to really expose him, and 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 the bet would come uh, maybe in the next series or series after that to make some money on it. But just quickly, yes or no on shorting runs for Smith? Yeah, I'd probably give it a go. Actually, it paid off us uh, against Pakistan in that I can't remember, second or the third test. I think he's on the decline, like you. Look, the, the balls that he was clipping through mid-wicket, he's uh, on the office pads, he stacked to miss more of them. I think he was out twice in the Ashes LBW. Pakistan troubled him in, in the recent series as well. So just a few signs. I'm sure he'll still be a productive batsman, but I'm not sure he'll be the great, great one that he has been. Paul, innings runs ploy, please, given the stats on West Indies. Can you do anything with that? What can you do with Australia runs? Well, with Windies... I mean, I'm inclined to say unders because I really don't fancy them getting many, but I don't think we're going to get good odds. I mean, you're looking at par being 225 probably tops. So that's very low. And I'd be more inclined to wait a bit and back extreme overs halfway through at a generous point because the thing about this windy side, and most of them actually, is the tail can bat these days. 
You know, um, Shamar Joseph got 36, nearly top score from 11 last time. Alzari Joseph can bat. We've seen Gudakesh Moti, Moti opening um, white ball cricket before. De Silva's very solid bat at, um, at seven. So I'm thinking that I can very easily see them being, you know, 50 for five. And you can bet one, two, five over them, two to one, 150 plus, and then they have a little slog with a tail. Um, we have Australia. I think we've probably got to say they're a sell because they start. They always start 400 plus at home. They bowled out sub 300 in the last game. They fell short a couple of times against Pakistan too. I completely agree with you guys about Steve Smith um, on on the wane. Even Labuschagne, great batsman that he is, he hasn't been on a fantastic run. I think it's like 17 matches without a ton now. So um, I think you'll probably get, you know, if you go under 350, you'll get very big odds. You'll get four to one, something like that. Probably not the worst outside of bet in the world. Good stuff. Um, if you've got a nugget, let's have it as quick in one line as possible because keen to move on to players to follow. Anything from you, Rich? Yeah, so all these West Indies batsmen can play. They've all got decent first-class records, but none of them hitting 40s, all in the 20s. Uh, I think seven of them... Last double figures in the first innings, but only two of them went on to make 20. It was a similar scenario in the second innings. Lots of starts, no one going on. If you let let each of them get to double figures and then sell, you'd probably be selling from 10 to about 25 to 30. If you prepare to do that to all of them, let them get a start and then sell at 10 to 11, you will make money because they don't go on and make big runs. They're getting starts and then getting out. Okay. Uh, Paul, anything quickly? No, I'll come to it shortly. All right. Uh, first innings records uh, for batters now. Uh, can I swerve um, top first innings run score a market? Because on a flat one, I just think it's hard to pick out a guy uh, to outscore the rest because you might get an Australian making 120 and it's not enough. So I've looked at the score of 50 to score a century mark. A couple of stats for you uh, to jot down. Travis Head has eight half centuries in 13, four of those are centuries, 11 to 10 for a 50 in first innings, 72 for a ton. Labrachain, seven in 14, 50s. He's 11 to 10 with Betfair Sportsbook for a first innings, 50. And Brathwaite, seven in his last 18 first innings. Last three years, we've filtered this against the top seven sides. That's all your established test teams. No minnows in there. There's more than 8% in your favour, 11 to 5. Sportsbook first innings 50 and 1% in your favourite 9 to 1 for a ton. Batters to follow, Paul and then Richard. Okay, um, first of all, you mentioned Travis Head already. Great record at the Gabba, 92, 152, 26, and 84. So that very much points to the 50 bet, at least. Um, for the top batsman, I prefer Kawaj because I just think he's overdue. He's at five consecutive 40s. I think he's due another big score. Um, on the windy side, this is ripe for backing a tail ender um, because it could be one very low. And as I said, they can all bat a bit. The, the sportsbook are quite wise to these. I think De Silva's fair at 12, at 7, comes at 7 sometimes earlier. But if you can get 50 to 1, 66 to 1 plus about the likes of Alzari Joseph, Gudikesh Moti or, Moti or Samar Joseph, I'd take that. Okay. Uh, top West News first things run score Joseph 33s, Moti's 40. Paul, uh, uh, Richard, sorry. Yeah, no, I'd agree with what both of you said. I, I wouldn't want to take anyone against anyone else in the Australian market. Mitch Marsh to make a 15 a ton, ton would be my man in brilliant form, quick, fast, 
fast pitch with bounce suits suits his Perth batsman. Um, he's the one for me. And I agree with Paul as well. Joseph and Graves at 33 is a nine to one. They do for me. 25 might win this market. And finish us off, Paul, and then Rich, just in case we missed anything. I mean, Cummins, five to two, top bowler, first dig. That might be one for Richard, but Paul? Well, I like a couple of uh, player performance situations. I think, first of all, Rich just mentioned Mitchell Marsh, five to six, over 30.5 runs in the first innings. It's very good. He's done that five times out of seven since coming back into the side. And I just think that a low mark, 38.5 player performance for Alec Afanasi is interesting. He's, you know, possibly their big star of the future. He's got to have a good match soon. He's taken one catch in every match so far, so that might get you 10. And he bowls a bit as well, so he might get a wicket. 38.5 isn't that much to get a two innings in. Yeah, player performance for me, Cal Brathwaite, um, 50. Um, he's actually got a phenomenal record against Australia in Australia as well. Um, he'd be the one I think would probably stand out for the West Indies for me. Uh, righty, there you go. That is Australia versus West Indies ticked off. Get your pens and papers at the ready because it's best bets time. What prices that we've mentioned make it into the best bets? The guys have both got five units to spend. I think we're going to go to Richard Mann first. Okay, kicking off uh, India-England test then. 1.5 units under Ollie Pope first innings runs under 25.5 and 1.5 points under Zach Crawley under 23.5. That leaves me with two left. I'm going to split stakes in the West Indies test. Uh, half a unit Greaves, half a unit Joseph. At nine to one and thirty-three to one, top West Indies first innings batsman, and then pivoting back to the England Test, I'm going to go with Shubman Gill in that that India batsman market that's missing Curly. Shubman Gill, top India first innings batsman at nine to two. Okay, I will go. I'll have uh, two points double. India at two to five to win, and Alec Afanasi thirty-eight point five over thirty-eight point five player performance. Then a one-point treble, same to India, Athanasi and Mitchell Marsh to get over 30.5 first innings runs. I'll have one point on Shreyas Ayer, top first innings bat, six to one. And then half a point each, Yashasvi Jaywell, six to one, Shreyas Ayer, nine to one to get first innings ton. There you go. Those are your best bets for Cricket Only Better, episode 229. I've been Ed Hawkins. From betting bet fair, joined by my cool colleague Paul Krishnamurti and SportingLife.com's Richard Mann. Don't forget to head over to betting.betfair for all these games which we've covered on there and some more besides. Sam Collins is back next week, and we're back next week to discuss the second test, India versus England, and plenty more besides. We'll see you then. <laughs>